0: and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Story Tuesday's conversation is so packed and full of stories and lessons that I just had to share it all with you, and that meant giving it to you in two parts. Today, Maurice shares lessons he learned from mistakes and setbacks that have become the backbone of the incredible work he does as a leader and entrepreneur. Maurice even shares a story of a Mercedes exec walking out on him right in the middle of his big pitch meeting. I can't wait for you to dive in and learn from Maurice's stories and experience. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, If you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then Adaptability Coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D Adaptation Framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks, to grow yourself and your company, you can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting just to survive. To learn more, go to slash coaching. Join me in welcoming Maurice Hoffman, author of Roadmap to Marketing Success, Serial Entrepreneur. Founder of the NYC Marketing Academy and Global Vice President of Customer Success at OX Inc. Welcome back, Maurice.
1: Thank you. Thank you again for having me. That was fun on Sunday.
0: Yeah, such a pleasure. And just to kind of recap, on Sunday, we talked about you shared your story and different parts of your life, your experience from childhood into being in the army. And Lessons that you learned about being an entrepreneur that shaped you as an entrepreneur, also that shaped how you think as a leader and how you have learned to listen and really recognize that your users, your clients, your customers, they're the people who will show and tell you what it is that you need to do, how you can serve them, what you can do for them, so that they'll be excited and really jump at the opportunity to work with you. So if you haven't yet, go back and listen to Insight Sunday's episode. And thank you again for grabbing a seat with me on the business couch for Story Tuesday, where we dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons so that we can all learn from them.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really been a pleasure. I'm still thinking about what happened on Sunday and what we talked about and how I felt during the conversation. And you're really a fantastic host.
0: Thank you so, so much. I really aspire to that. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And I really wanted to, if it's okay to dive back into you and your lessons, I would love to hear about some of your biggest learning experiences. I know you shared some Mm -hmm. on Insight Sunday. I'm really curious if you could share perhaps a hard-earned lesson, maybe a mistake, and what perhaps, if you could bring us into that moment, what happened before, after, maybe a key takeaway?
1: Wow. I think one of the hardest lessons was education. As a kid, I really didn't like school. And I felt like, why am I doing this? Mm. There's no context for me. So I didn't have an education in a traditional form. And then we started the agency, the TV production company. And I was like, yeah, come on. I don't need an education. Now I'm made, right? Mm. Eventually, I had to recognize that we made more mistakes than anything else. Obviously, we had great ideas and we had our general approach was great. But our lack of education kept us from really realizing the full of potential of our ideas. Our pricing was bad. Our approach was bad. The way how we presented ourselves in those business meetings. And we had high-level business meetings, right? Mm. With the leadership of Daimler Chrysler at that point, all the marketing heads of Daimler Chrysler in Berlin, for example. And they showed us within minutes that we were kids, right? Mm. Just a bunch
0: of kids, twenty-year-olds, and is it okay if uh, I ask to bring us into that moment? How did that moment unfold?
1: Well, we had relations, all right, because of our CEO at that point, a friend of mine. He has the TV background, so he had always had the opportunity to meet people that you usually don't meet, especially not as a early twenty, mid twenty-year-old. So he met somebody at a business dinner where he spoke. And that guy was like, hey, I liked what you do with your agency. Why don't you come and speak to my marketing people and we see how we do better youth marketing for our brands. And mind you, those marketing people were the head of marketing for Mercedes-Benz and Smart and Chrysler and those kind of brands, right? And they did not need to learn from us, right? And that meeting being brought onto them top-down, they really weren't super open to this. They were polite enough, but they just told us, hey, this is not going to work. Right. And we did a mm. extensive market research and whatever. And one thing that came out of it was that Mercedes is the desired brand. Like It doesn't matter what it is, but somehow, one way or the other, you aspire to eventually drive a Mercedes-Benz, right? Mm. And that guy, after we showed that slide, he was like, all right, so I'm good then, looked at his words, stood up and left. Hmm. I was like, well, and then he came back and he was like, obviously, I'm not going to leave you hanging here, but that set a tone. And I was like, okay, I'm totally a fish out of water. I have no Hmm. business being in a room with those guys because we are not fighting with the same tools, right? We don't have the same thing. I come with Legos and they have robotics, right? And it's like, okay, I need to learn what I'm actually doing here. I need to understand this. I need to understand the dynamics. So I. Eventually, went back to school and got my degrees. And ever since, I never stopped learning. I never stopped learning. I'm actually starting a new degree this spring for my business analytics that we talked about on Sunday because now I'm at the point is if I don't have the deep dive knowledge about something, I barely talk about it. Mm. Right? First, I deep dive. I create a foundation. I think I mentioned it in a different context on Sunday too. I want to know what I'm actually going to talk about before I start talking about it. I want to have all the details first, being prepared. I'm not going to be in a meeting anymore where the guy checks his watch, gets up, leaves the room, right? That stuck with me. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago, but that was a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest failure, but also the biggest breakthrough for me mentally. Like, okay, education, education, education.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to hear and see. I thank you so much for sharing that. So many people would not share that perhaps was a time that, you know, in your case, that you were dismissive of education, that you thought learning was useless, that there was something else that you could or would be able to do that would then be able to make you a successful entrepreneur or make a successful business. And what that experience really showed you is you can be totally out of your depth. And that yeah. it reminds me, as you were saying about Insight Sunday, that one of the things you talked about is you'd prefer to hire someone who's a hard worker over someone who is willing to skate by on some amount of talent. And it really speaks to me that this lesson here is one where you kind of learn that experience maybe in vivo of you thought you could kind of skate by after having for a long time maybe rejected the idea of education or learning being necessary. And now it's become such a core part of you. And it's interesting because hearing you speak up until you told that story, I would not have imagined that you're the kind of person who had ever been anything other than a curious learner.
1: (laughs) Well, I've been always curious, but as I said, with the editing thing, I've always been curious, but I Mm. strive for that in a different fashion. I never did the work in terms of I need to learn my basics, I need to go to school, because school is offering some value, the school, Mm. university, and all that offers value because. In my youth, it wasn't the case, right? So yeah, that, yeah. Is, that was fun. And mm-hmm. now I can laugh about it, but at that moment, <laughs> no, I didn't like it at all.
0: I yeah. felt so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm really hearing there's a difference between having some amount of curiosity and viewing the necessity of discipline and formally mm-hmm. sitting down or being in a program where you get basics You get intermediate, you get advanced and you intentionally build and build and build on it. Very much like a building. I mean, you talked about Legos versus robotics. I mean, it's the difference between something that is built with one piece of material versus something that uses many different pieces of material that all synergize, they work together and together in an interlocking way, they build something that is so much more complex, that has so much more potential and opportunity. And that's a really powerful lesson to learn by a kind of swift kick in the in the behind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Again, back to my history, I didn't understand half the words they were using and the acronyms they were using. I mm. had no idea what they were talking about, right? And that was the embarrassing thing. That was really the point where it's like, I got to learn all those words. I cannot mm. speak their language, right? And so my learning started, not because I was lazy before, but I needed to learn what they spoke, the language that they spoke. and yeah, so.
0: It's interesting you say that. That's also bringing up, reminding me of something from Insight Sunday when you talked about the way that you got briefed in PSYOPs and the importance of learning to understand other people's ways of thinking and where they're coming from. I mean, it really reminds me of that empathy and listening piece again.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny how it all ties together. If you really analyze the basic, the root cause of it all,
0: mm-hmm. so it's always
1: coming back to the same two or three things.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the way that we are as people. It's not always just two or three things. I imagine we could actually dig, and any amount of digging would lead to finding other core parts of who we are. There are things that we experience, that we learn in big ways, that become a really big part of what motivates us, what's important to us. And ultimately, a lot of it comes down to how and what we learn that is really important for us to embody in order to make Mm -hmm. our way in the world, in order to get what it is that we need, and in order. To do that i mean we're gonna to need to get along with people so there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that and in business definitely the case as well but there's so much of that and that's something that for me and for the business couch with dr yishai that's something that i really aspire to help people understand and to get more access to is these parts of ourselves these insights and recognizing how important they are And to learn from each other, because you're sharing your stories also helps all of us recognize the importance and the benefit of it as well. Yeah, exactly.
1: The listening part and the story part and really learn from each other. I once read a book, it's the prophecies of such and such. But what I took away from this book, and I don't even know if that is the actual intent of the book, is that you meet people and they have a message for you, or you have a message for them. And then you share the message as long as it takes. And then eventually you move on with a new message and a new message for someone and you meet new people. Hmm. And that stuck with me too. That's why I appreciate meeting anyone on the street and getting the weirdest reaction from people and nicest reaction when my wife is like, you get along with anyone, right? I'm like, yeah, because I appreciate everyone, right? Hmm. Because I always believe that eventually they're going to have a message for me, right? Whatever that message is, right? So that's
0: fine. Really powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I would love to hear if it's okay to switch gears a little bit. Oh, sure. Have you had a situation arrive or arise that really required a big pivot or a big adaptation or big kind of change? And I know for so many people and in so many industries, the pandemic was definitely an example of that. It can be that or a different example. I'm just kind of curious to hear about your experience of needing to adapt or pivot.
1: Yeah, I had that when I stopped my agency because I didn't want to do music television anymore. I didn't want to the agency anymore. For one, because I didn't make money, right? I was at the age where I was looking to found my family and really take the next step. But I knew I had to change a lot about me, how I dealt with adversity, how my education, I had to work on that. And so many things where I stopped. And then it took me three years where I changed each and every little thing about me. I ended up living in a different country, continent, speaking a different language, having a degree, different job, wearing suits instead of sneakers, and not having a wife. Everything, everything changed, Mm. right? When I did this pivot, I lived in Cologne, Germany with my then girlfriend, no education, agency, didn't know what to do, a lot of financial pressure. To then three years later, solid job, MBA in hand, and all of that, everything that I mentioned. Mm. So that was three years, where it's like I dismantled my entire life and redefined who I am. Wow! So before and after, those two people couldn't be more different in terms of representation of who they are would stand in front of you. So that is a pivot. It took a long time, though. It's not like one day or the other day. It's not the New Year's resolution, right? Yeah. It's not going to be that. It takes work.
0: Three years is over a thousand days. Yeah. Of consistent, I'm sure, really hard work.
1: Yeah, it took a lot.